Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lost coverage on the podcast that covers Lost very slowly. Uh, this is the Oz Network. This is Lost. This is season six, and we're moving through, and finally up to something at least half decent uh, after a rough few weeks. Uh, so this is episode nine of season six entitled i'm glad i'm hosting this one uh i'd love to see ben tackle this ab eterno um ah. i've been working on my ab eternos actually but uh more like flab eterno at the moment unfortunately but um wow too much indoors eating lazing around uh this aired on march 23 2010 uh oh, time flies uh, and it was written by Melinda Sue Taylor and Gregory Nations and directed by Tucker Gates. Um, sounds like a very, fr- you'd invite a man called Tucker Gates to a barbecue. Like he sounds would. like a guy you would invite to a barbecue. He brings some good Tucker. Yeah. And show off his gates. Um, <laughs> or, or, or install a gate. He'd be like, get out yeah. Tucker. Do you need a new gate? Sure. Yeah. Tucker's gates. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a porn We need film. to get, get him on the show. Um, yeah, so this is a doozy and one of the longest episodes of Lost of all time. I don't know if you picked up on that it was an extended edition episode, 47 minutes. Um, I mean, what do you say on this one, Abiturno? Finally, we get uh, we get to see what's, uh, what's the deal with Richard. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you say? Like, it's a classic. People know this one as one of the classics. Uh, did it hold up, Ben? Oh, and should we introduce ourselves? <laughs> I mean, <Ben. laughs> good start. Who are you? What's your name? Well, I'm um, so lost that I, I started thinking I'm Tucker Gates. Um, <laughs> who would the real Tucker Gates stand up? Uh, but my name is Noah, and Ben, your English is getting awesome. And my name is Ben, and. You want a job? Yeah, I should have asked you that. I was going to say, um, you should send that to me. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, please, can I have one? And you could have said about my English. Oh, we're just all over the shop. God um, damn it, Noah. Does it, does it hold up as a classic? It does. It really does. I love this episode, and it's so interesting you say that this is a long episode because it does not feel like a long episode. And also given that uh, the time of recording this in 2022, 47-minute episode is probably a short episode by most TV standards anyway. So, um, but yeah, oh God, this episode's brilliant. I love it. It's so good. Uh, Nesta Carbonell 
is incredible. Um, why didn't he win an Emmy for this? I don't know, but it's just so interesting. And it's like, I remember watching this for the first time going like, wow, okay, cool, Richard. Yeah, all right. And it's tragic and sad and it just, I mean, God, we're going through the questions at the end of this episode. I'm sure we've answered about 50. Um, it's got a potential top five moment. Um, just really setting us up for some good stuff. And yeah, I love this episode. It's great. Yeah, I said last at the end of last week that this was one of the few that I missed until like maybe four or five days later because I was on my school camp. So I did miss a doozy. Um, and I remember I came back and my stepmom, who at that point was the only person I knew who still watched this damn show, uh, did say like, oh, yeah, you missed a good one. I, but she recorded it on VHS even oh, in 2010. Can feet? you believe that? Yeah. From Chicken Feed. Oh, well, chicken maybe feed still existed in 2010. When did they uh, close? Oh, rip Chicken Feed. We need a Chicken Feed flashback. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when did they close? Oh, 2013. Yeah, that's still available. Oh, yeah, well, maybe it was from Chicken Feed. For anyone listening, uh, Chicken Feed is what, like, the... Well, I've never been Australian, to Australian uh, Tasmanian dollar store, Dollar Tree, if you're American. Yeah. If you're Australian, like Tasmania's reject shop. So yeah, it, it, it was it, it's held in all Tasmanians' hearts very oh. fondly. Rest in peace. Uh, do we eulogise Chicken Feed? I reckon um, shiploads is not the same. I'm sorry, like no, shiploads, just not the same. I know you're like owned by the same people, but can I just say this uh, politely on behalf of all Tasmanians? Fuck you, Jan Cameron. That's all. That's all we need to say. But yeah. But I'm a, I can't even believe that we were still taping on VHS in 2010. But yeah, there's probably still a copy of Abiturno filmed from Southern Cross uh, <laughs> on VHS around. It could be a collector's item oh. one day. Yeah, it's now seven <laughs> Tasmania. It's not even Southern Cross anymore. So you know, oh, really? how times oh, have changed. Times have changed. It's not like the good old days. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I want to say that I'm going to buy this episode, but I do think <laughs> the ah, oh, such a negative now. I do think it this one is better watched the first time you see it. While I think an episode like The Constant gets better every time you watch it, this is one that is still amazing. Don't get me wrong, I do think it loses a little bit of the spark after you've seen it. And I've got a lot of positive things to say, but I don't know if you see that at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think the first time you watch it, like when you don't know what's happening and you've got the mystery at the end mm. and all that kind of stuff with Jacob and the man, you're like, yeah, I, I can see that. But I just think I'm just still so blown away just by like, I mean, is this a single, uh, well, I mean, you might disagree, I guess, um, Henry and Cusack and, and the others, but like this could be up there as one of the single best acting performances through all of Lost by one actor. And I just think that it's just interesting. because like this is a guy who's, what? When did we first meet Richard? Season two? Season One? Three. Three. What? Um, not even close. Um, but like, yeah, like the kind of little mysteries that always get dropped him. And I always liked Richard. I was like, oh, I like this random Jeff Probst lookalike that just wandered around the island. Cool, go for him. And then to get like this background and everything with it. So yeah, like, I mean, it probably does definitely hold up better on a first watch but like i still don't like there was one we talked about i feel was it recently or last season where we were like yeah this is not good once you know what happens like this is so much better on a first viewing and now it just kind of loses thing but i wouldn't i would see what you're saying but i still wouldn't rank this any lower based on that fact 
Yeah, it's funny that you say it's one of the best performances because it is, but I mean, Nesta Carbonell is by no means a bad actor, but for mm. the rest of the show, we've never really viewed him as one of the strong suits of the cast because yeah, I guess he's never really... Well, yeah, he didn't have a lot to work with because he never really was a main character. He was always this mysterious figure, and if we can't get into his backstory, then, then like, he doesn't have a lot to work with. But it's almost a shame that they left it so late to give us his backstory because you've got a man who doesn't age. Think of the flashback potential. Like, he could have had eight flashbacks. Like, they're never going to run into Jack's tattoos. Uh, like Forrest like, Gump, but with Richard, he'd be living through all of history. Yeah, exactly. Like, is it is it not a missed opportunity that we could have had this maybe last season and then had another one this season? Because you've got 150-odd years here. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, and, like, I mean, obviously that's going to be the criticism with Beyond the Sea at the end of this season. And, I mean, I love that episode, but, I mean, I guess, yeah, the criticism being it's just they left it way too late. But... That's just, I guess that's what I kind of like about season six because, you know, we've been through so much with Lost, you know, just the innocent days of just a bunch of survivors on an island, where are we, all that kind of stuff through, you know, time travel and nuclear bombs and, you know, like all this stuff that we've gone through. And, like, to me, season six is the Jacob season. Like, we get to learn all this sort of stuff. And, like, this episode, what I really love about the end, the scene which I'll say right now I've put as a potential top five, Jacob's speech about, like, you know, to Richard about the island and everything. And it's kind of like, to me, like, it's such a cool little moment where you almost feel like, wow, we've built up to everything and this is what it's all about. So it's making sense now. And, like, you should have that at the very end of a series. Imagine if this was season three and we had another four to go. Like, you're like, well, okay, well, God, they're dragging this out a bit. Like, I don't know. There's just something about it which I feel works to a solid conclusion, which is why I'm okay with this episode appearing in this season. But, again, I do agree with you. We could have had a lot of potential with Richard through time. I mean, there's a spin-off. Richard goes through time. Actually, the spin-off yeah. I'd like to see is Richard copes with the modern world, like, at the end of it. I actually, <laughs> if, if there was one character that they would ever sort of revisit, it would be, I would be most interested to see how Richard's getting on with, yeah. in the age of Donald Trump and TikTok. Richard discovers <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> Coming soon to ABC. <laughs> he, would have a, he would have a lot of good stories to tell. Um, yeah. Imagine him on a podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not Nesta. We mean just Richard. <laughs> yeah, Richard. Um, yeah, I, I, I do feel like this episode, as much of it is a standalone episode, and as much as it is Richard's episode, it does feel like a turning point. This feels like okay, now we're shifting gears and we're really heading towards the end game. Now that there's a lot of sort of seeds being planted here, of this is sort of. Uh, the beginning of the end in some ways. Yeah. And that's, I think going back to my point where, you know, it's setting us on that path now, you know, Jacob's laid it on the line. We've really got the man in black here, basically, you know, talking shit up. And yeah, from this point on, we know where we're going and like, yeah, like that's where you say, like watching this for the first time, you know, it's mysterious. Like, Oh, where are we going with this? But then I'd say, yeah, opposite end of it, knowing where this is going, you know, you're like, okay, well, we're on, we're nearly home. Like, we've driven five hours from Seoul to wherever five hours away, and we're nearly back at home now. So, like, you know, we're in the final, final straight and ready to go. So, that's one thing I say that works well in actually knowing what's going to happen from here. I, 
I'm torn when I was watching this. I don't know if, because my least favorite parts of this episode and, and the parts that don't do it for me are the present day moments. So I'm torn between would this episode have been better if it was just a pure flashback and it just started in the 1800s riding his horsey. I always forget that there's other moments. I always think it is. Some of the present day stuff is what kind of kills. It it, it ends on, I mean, all we're missing is we'll get to it, but, I mean, where was Jennifer Love Hewitt? Because like (laughs) uh, some of the stuff is a bit cringy towards the end and the start. So would it have been better if it was just a pure standalone like across the sea? Yes, I think so. Uh, But, again, I don't mark this down because of that because – there's just so much about it that like it gets into it quick, like what five minutes on the Island and then like 30 minutes off the Island. And then like another 10, even like the last bit, like with Hurley, like that goes by pretty quickly. Like literally, like, I thought that was the end of the episode when you see kind of like Locke staring at him. I always forget you got that last little moment between Jacob and the man in black, but yeah, I think it would. But at the same time, I think just the stuff that is not on the Island in the present is so good that, the other stuff just doesn't weigh it down and it's just kind of, it's just there, like Kumbaya around the campfire, Richard running through the jungle, stupid Alana, like, cool. Well, let's get into it. I think for this one we can just go chronological because, I mean, most of it is a flashback. And I forget that I'm having some sort of Mandela effect. I can honestly never remember this scene it might be the one scene in the history of loss I can never remember even existing, which is the first Ilana scene. I, I'm going crazy. I, I swear I've never seen this in my life. It's Ilana. You don't um, need to remember it. It, and it sticks out. It's remember when we had Juliet at the in the la, the finale last season when she was a little girl and they randomly had that flashback. Mm. This kind of sticks in out too, like, oh, shit, we forgot to do an Alana episode. Where can we fit in a random Alana scene in? But does it add anything to... I always maintain that Alana could have been an interesting character, but they just dropped the ball on her. And does this add anything to to any... I mean, we don't find out why she's in the hospital, which we saw last season, so it doesn't answer that. And all it is is Jacob saying that she needs to protect the people on the list. And it says here on uh, Lost Wiki, Alana is very, very happy to see Jacob. I didn't I didn't see very Her happy. Her face from- is covered up. She's bashed. So <laughs> to see you. I mean, it, it is mysterious. Like, why is she in this hospital? Like, what happened to her? Who is she? But they dropped the ball and it's so Who out of she? place here. Yeah. I like I not being backwards and coming forwards. My disdain to Alana. I don't like her. And like we get with she's mentioned it a few times, hasn't she? About like Jacob, Jacob. So clearly we know there's a connection to Jacob. So why not have a whole episode on her? Like as much as I would not like that, but like this is just random. It's just kind of like the writers going, "Oh fuck, she knows Jacob. We better show her in the real world knowing Jacob." One scene of her, and, and do we even know why she's in bandages? I don't even remember if we saw anything to do with oh. that. Like. Who is she? Where is she? Why is she in bed? She could have polio or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like, Jacob, like, she could be a war criminal. Like, how do we know she's good? Like, all these kind of things that we don't know. 
That's the thing is they went to the length of having a scene. So rather than having a scene that tells us nothing, why don't you at least give us a little nugget of something? Like there's no reason not to. It's the last season. Sorry, nuggets. Yeah, and like also because the previously on, I don't think we get like a – because when was the episode – was it – to spoil this for our listeners, obviously we've had breaks in between recording these, so – there was that cliffhanger where they're sitting around the campfire and they were like, you're all candidates. Was that wasn't the last episode, was it? Uh, th- that hasn't happened yet. No, uh-huh. like this, because well, this is where the opening of this episode, when you, after you've got that and they're sitting around the fire and they're all sitting in silence oh, yeah. where Jack's like, candidate for what? Like, so like they've ended on like an awkward cliffhanger. Because I, I swear we had that moment where Alana was around the campfire and she's like, you're all candidates. And then they've ended cliffhanger straight to this moment where there's not even a previously on reminding you that they've said, oh, you're all candidates. So Jack just literally goes, candidates for what? Like, it's so weird how they do that. There is a bit of a weird kind of, because the last time we saw Jack and uh, Hurley was when they were reuniting with Sun and... Lapidus. Yeah, so it wasn't remember last week. The, yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, I remember during the Ben episode, with Ben yep. sort of standing there at the back. Uh, I don't know if you recognise for us in Oz Network times has been like six months. So, um, we, like, oh, yeah, that's when they said that. <laughs> I don't know if you recognise this scene, but in that parody that had Jeff Probst in it, this is the scene that they've they've used as like the superimposing Jeff probes into. I um, honestly, like in watching it, I like, I'm not even joking when I say this kind of just like the way they've got like Hurley sitting around the camp. Some of it does feel like a bit like, Oh, this seems very much like that Jeff probes scene. And I'm thinking like, Oh, it looks a bit fake almost. <laughs> yeah. So they're talking about how they're uh, candidates and, and then Alana says she doesn't know what to do, and it says here on Lost Wiki, Richard giggles hysterically. He, I love his little laugh that he does. He's like, ah! <laughs> and uh, he's saying that he wants to kill himself, and this is where he says that they're all in hell, and this must be poking fun at, like, the theories of Lost. Like, this must be the writers, kind of. And I'm sure some, like, dumb viewers watched it and went, oh, my God, big reveal there in hell. But... I mean, because that was a big theory in yeah. season one and two that they were dead and that this was purgatory. So uh, that I think that's poking fun at them. Uh, but Rich, Richard's gone off. Um, and then we've got old Hurley talking to the sky uh, in Spanish. And then our hero comes in. What's Jacob saying? <laughs> uh, dude, it's not Jacob. Uh, don't lie to me. Uh, it's not Jacob, and then this is such a, a TV trope, but Hurley's just like, Jack, this doesn't involve you, and just walks <laughs> off, and it's such a trope, because why couldn't you just tell him? But I love it, because you know how much that would have bothered Jack Shepard, that Hurley's like, this doesn't involve you. I just think it's like, I always love these scenes, like, yeah, it's so TV, but there's just so many things in TV where it's like, doing that in real life. Like, right, imagine us on this podcast, and it's like, no, I've got an, uh, I've got an opinion on this episode. Oh, what is it, Ben? No, I can't tell you. No, <laughs> just like, like, yeah, it would definitely annoy Jack Shepard. That would annoy the shit out of me. I'd be like, well, yes, you can tell me. Like, don't walk away from me. <laughs> like, we're halfway through a conversation, Hurley. Like, it's just uh, people are so forgiving in TV shows for cliffhangers. Like, I'm so glad that they do this and that. But, yeah, it's it's 
You know, Jack's been so nice this season. All of a sudden, he's back to being angry, Jack. And we've also got Ben saying, oh, I've known Richard since I was 12. And, oh, so you were friends with him when you were kids. I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, and then Frank says, does that mean Richard doesn't age? And Ben says, and Frank asks, and how the hell do you think that happened? Um, <laughs> doodly, 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 so. Harps twinkle, twinkle, back in time. Yeah, and we've got uh, Richard running off. And, I mean, it's such a welcome break from the flash sideways to have a good old proper flashback, right? Like, I, I, Is this I, our last I, one I besides Beyond the Sea? Yeah. Across the Sea, sorry? Yeah, that's it. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I don't really know Spanish or anything, but why his name is Richard here, but then... In the flashback, he's Ricardo, but how come in the Jacob flashback, he he says to Alana, "You've got to find Ricardes." But doesn't he doesn't uh, Richard say to Jacob like what when he says, "What's your name?" He says Ricardes, doesn't he? Well, he's called Ricardo in the flashback, but Jacob mm. says, "Find Ricardes." Do you think it's like an I mean, English, I, like a like? Because I I I mean, good for him for learning English from the Bible, like. But I mean, like. But even like, but that would be that's a dumb thing to say, Ben, because like I'm sure my name, Ben, is still some form of Ben in like Korean and other languages. Like they can like if you if you, a Korean person where you live came up to you and was like, my name is whatever it is. Like you're even if you don't speak the language, you're gonna still know that that's their name, and you're gonna maybe pronounce it slightly differently in your accent. But like Ricardo, Ricardus, Richard, sure. Call when him did Dick. Richard get his? When did he get his American accent? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, he's on the island and he's all like, hello, oh, Jacob, who are you? Like, is it because he's hanging out with Jacob all the time? Like, Jacob's like yeah, well, a, Jacob's a white supremacist. You need to speak American. You're on the island. Is Jacob the first person in the world to have an American accent? Because he's pretty old. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're more. Um, <laughs> we know oh, yeah, Mormon. maybe he. I could see him as like one of those founding fathers, Jacob. Well, I'm saying um, the founding fathers were more. It's more the case that the Mormons believed like Jesus came to America. So maybe, you know, like it's a whole. No, but I could see him back in like those, what are those Quakers and all those old timey <laughs> American. I could see Jacob being around fun, then. During fun fact to you, based on an old joke of ours on this show, because we're comedic, you know, that's 007. We're just slightly funny on this show. Um, remember when I thought Benjamin Franklin was president? So when I was in New York, I went to Philadelphia and I saw Benjamin Franklin's grave. I threw a penny on Benjamin Franklin's grave. So I paid respect to my favourite president who wasn't president. (laughs) Well, there's still hope for him yet. I know. Um, His grave, his penny, like, who knows? Plenty of time. He can be a zombie president. We had one of them recently. it's so nice to have a flashback. And one thing I love about Lost is that we can flash back to the 1800s and it not be weird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> At this point, we can do anything on this show. Um, but we're in the Canary Islands, um, 1867. I love I love uh, Ricardo on a horsey, like our first <laughs> like, Don't you love it? It's just... Uh, don't you swoon over this? He's Richard? looking good, yeah. He's sexy. Yeah. This is like yeah, the sexy, sexy Latino like, telenovela storyline. I like it. It's great. Yeah. And he's like, a bella attractive Joe. too. Like they're a good looking couple. Oh yeah, yeah. Shame they never had kids. Like that yeah. would have been a good family line. Oh, What's well. she dying of? Is this COVID one? <laughs> yeah, she is dying of something. I mean, maybe it's COVID. Um, yeah, COVID eighteen sixty seven. 
<laughs> she ate but a bat. He, he's running to get to Isabella. And do, do we like Isabella? Yeah, she's fine. You know? Let's, let's see. Isabella. Um, trivia. The casting call described oh, her as Latina, 30s, fluent in Spanish, strong sense of self, and adores her husband, devout Catholic, who is bat- battling a long term illness. For once, they've actually. <laughs> yeah. They've Landed. actually given the um, the thing. Pretty. Isabella is not yeah. a Spanish name, but it's Italian. The proper way to in Spanish is Isabel. That hmm. means Isabel may have been Italian. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> not to be confused with Isabel, the sheriff of the other. <laughs> um, no, she's good. Like she's a good actress. It up uh, pneumonia. Ah. Played by Miralee Taylor. Not, not the actress name. Oh, Miralee Taylor. Miralee. She's attractive. What has she been in? CSI? Uh, one of the Law and Order shows. Uh, surely. Um, nothing much on Lost Pity. Let's look her up. Miralee Taylor. She's on uh, Instagram. Good for her. Mexican-born American actress best known for SEAL Team, Christmas mm. is Cancelled, and Power Book 4, Force. Oh, here we go. CSI New York. Blue Bloods. Oh, who's she in Blue Blood? <laughs> Maria. Oh, oh, the, oh, the Maria. Of course, that's who she was. What uh, Laura Las was Vegas, she in? Remember that show? Ah, oh, that was okay for five uh, minutes. Numbers. Oh, God. Uh, all the mid-2000s. Um... Yeah, she was in it all. Oh, uh, Hollywood Homicide. Harrison Ford, she was Yoga Girl. Oh, but hasn't been in the Law and Order. There you go. No. She, she played Princess of a, Spain in Punked. She was in something called Hot Bath and a Stiff Drink. Also, to correct you, correct you, Noah, she wasn't in Blue Bloods. She was in Blue Blood. That's uh, different. So, yes. This is a mm. movie or something, not Blue Bloods. Don't insult the memory of Tom Selleck's great new show. Um, we could probably get anyway. her on the show. She wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> no. She's got 11,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so Richard's off to get the doctor because Isabella has pneumonia and she gives him his necklace uh, to to look after and that they'll always be together. So he rides through Storm. It's like action, Ricardo, like just riding nonstop. Um, I love like all the location here and mm. obviously it's all Hawaii, but it all looks great. Um. And then this is where he gets to the doctor and like Dick Doctor. So <laughs> I could have come. Um Racist Doctor. Yeah, he's like, uh, he won't ride uh to go there. And the doctor says that he has some medicine. Um and it says here revealed in the enhanced version to be fake medicine. <laughs> uh but and Richard gives all <laughs> the money and everything he has and uh the, the cross and then the doctor tosses it away and it's like poor old Richard, his wife is dying, the doctor's an arsehole um, let's see here doctor, uh, casting call Latino, 40s to 50s sophisticated, wealthy and a somewhat mercenary upper class doctor who has an imperious bedside manner but but knows his stuff no, that's good um, smart but racist yeah, so Dick Doctor. Uh, and then uh, Richard goes home, finds out that Isabella has died. Um, and then, what, he's thrown in prison, right? 
Oh, because yep. he he kills the doctor, which yes. you know, Important that fact. good on him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sent to prison. Um, and this is where the priest comes in, and all of this stuff. Deep like priest. they do a good job of. It doesn't look cheesy. Like I think they do a pretty good job with all mm. of this stuff. I agree. Uh, and then Richard said he's been learning English um, from the Bible. <laughs> And he dreams of moving to the new world. Um, and uh, Richard confesses to killing the doctor. And the father does not absolve him of his sins. And the murder is a sin that he cannot forgive. Uh, and then they say Richard will be executed the next day and he'll go to hell. Uh, and then this is where uh, the boat people show up. Uh, this is This guy is called... Jonas Whitfield, the captain, and How they're going to buy Richard White Colonial. Jonas yeah. Whitfield, yes. Jonas Whitfield, uh, Jonas, early to mid thirties, English must must speak with an authentic accent. Well, that's a change for this show. <laughs> it's fun, it took him six seasons to go. Oh shit, we better hire some real people with accents. Athletic and agile. He didn't look bad. I think he's a bit uh, chubby, to be honest. Not that chubby people can't be athletic, but still. Stephen Elder. Athletic Stephen is Elder. the nice way of saying thin with a good body. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is where Richard basically gets bought. And I love the little like throwaway line. I don't know if you picked up that the it's the property of Magnus Hanso, who's clearly a descendant of Alva Hanso, who helped set up the Dharma Initiative. So I love that little ah, connection. And because of Richard. You didn't pick up on that. Well, I heard it, but like, I guess I don't remember who was the founder of the Dharma Initiative. So clearly, uh, not but, on my but way. yeah, so Richard's going to get to go to the New World. He's been bought because of his English skills, and he's not going to be executed. Uh, so, do you have anything to add on like this first little bit, Richard and Isabella in the Canary Island? What I love about it all, it's like seeing it through the perspective of Richard, and just kind of, you know, it's such a tragic story. Uh, he's almost got lock elements to him. Like, I mean, most people on the show have tragic stories, but I just kind of like the perspective you've got of him. He's desperate. This doctor accidentally dies and then kind of in jail, as you said, it doesn't look cheesy or anything. But I, just, I love kind of how that throws, you know, you've got this priest and you're expecting him to be all like, oh, I absolve you for your sins. But he's just like, no, you're shit. You're getting hung. And Richard's like, oh, okay. Then <laughs> just kind of like go through the motions there. How, like... I'm, I think it would be terrifying to be executed no matter who you are, but, like, would that not be even more terrifying for being blindfolded? Like, I mean, you're about to die. I'd go the blindfolder. Oh, God, no. I'd want to see everything. It's like, I don't know. I don't want to be all of a sudden, like, where am I? All of the, like, dead. No, God, no. I wouldn't want to be know. hung. No. What is the, the best way to be executed? I mean, none, but, like, I would honestly say lethal in- lethal injection or um, guillotine. I think, like, lethal injection, like, is the peaceful <laughs> way. But, well, like, I'll get to that. Like, gear- like lethal weapon, like, a uh, lethal weapon. Lethal- Watching lethal weapon, <laughs> you will <laughs> That is the best way to be executed. <laughs> it's like the ring. Like, you get a phone Le- call. Lethal weapon marathon. You get Danny Glover ringing you. I'm- you're too old for this shit. <laughs> um, no, I, like, I think with lethal injection, like, if all goes to plan, you're just put to sleep. You know, that's what it's meant to have. But obviously there are often complications, you know, all that sort of stuff. I think guillotine, it's quick to the point, like, yeah, there's like a six-second period where you're still awake, but, like, it's just, boom, you're done. Hanging, terrible. Hell no. That would freak me out. 
Anything involving being choked or losing my breath, no thank you. Electric chair, no. God, no, I'm terrified leaving a PowerPoint on that I'm going to get electrocuted next time I plug something in. So no, not electrocution. Being shot, nah, because like if you don't get the right place, like you could bleed out and die. That'd be painful. I'm going the firing squad. But like, fire, what if they're like you on the I body want... and let you bleed out? No, but if I'm dying, I want 10 people to be involved. You want people to work for your death? <laughs> Yeah, like lethal 10, injection. You got about ten people there. You got a few people. I uh, no, I'd do the firing squad. I think, and I, I'd do the blindfold. I would only do firing squad if it was like bullet to your head. Like, I mean, bang, I instant. assume they're gonna make sure that you die instantly. I well, don't firing squad. Gonna... If you ever see firing squads, they're generally put up against a wall. Well, no, like... not often. Well. <laughs> you often just watch them us Tuesday night firing when, when squad you live. See firing, come on, Ben, it's not 2007. They've got well, restrictions on the internet these days. I was I was just in New York, um, but funny, on the, how many firing squads did you see in New York? Have you ever caught the subway in New York? It's like Russian roulette. Which person's going to get shot today? Um, but like the well, like what was what? You, there was those ones. Was it like back in old times when you would have? Uh, what country did it? Like you would line up the prisoner on the wall and you would have like five soldiers. And yeah, that's what I want. When none of them, one person had the bullet in the gun and you didn't know which and the rest had blanks. But like I'm talking about those firing squads where it was like all 10 shot you at once and like generally they aimed in the yeah, body. That's like, that's no, no. Why not? 10 bullets all in one. But again, like, this is, like bullet to the head, you're dead. Like 10 in the body. Like, come on, you might survive that. I'd be proud of myself if I survived that. I don't want to bleed out and be in pain. Like, just, if I'm getting killed because I'm a bastard, I've done something evil, just put me out of my misery. I'm a prick. Just boom. Either put me to sleep peacefully or, like, head chopped off, bullet to the head, done. Okay, so if, uh, if it ever comes down to this and I have to sign off for you, <laughs> uh, guillotine, this, this might officially be the most morbid conversation we've ever had on the show. That's saying something. That is saying something. <laughs> yeah, definitely firing squad. Uh, write in. How would you like to be executed? And if you're um, listening to us on death row, tell us how quick you've got. Like, how is it? Like, should we? You yeah, know? you get a last meal. Or do, nowadays in like oh. 2022, do you get a last podcast? Do you ever like? like go, I'd go that rankings one we did. That, I'm, that not, one I'm not a. Day. I'm not a true crime fan. I'm, I'm only saying the words true crime so when our algorithm it can pop oh, up on a search. Come on, you like and... blue bloods? Well, true, true. But, like, the thing that, like, my mum was very into serial killers. She was one, let's be honest. But, like, so I, like, would watch things with her and, like, read things with her, you know. But back when true crime was getting a DVD box set of, like, Criminal Investigation Australia, that was the true crime in the 2000s. Like, that's, that's the cool way to do it. But... Like, I always used to get fascinated by, like, what a person's last meal was. Um, and, like, I love the people who, like, get... They're not saying I love the people who are on death row, but, like, when they get there and they're like, I want five cheeseburgers, I want eight packets of chips, I want seven beers. Like, that's how I'm going to go. Like, fuck it. You're going to clean up my shit when my body exfoliates all the poo out once I'm dead. So, like, that's what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, are you allowed booze? I'd definitely get drunk for my execution. I think you are. I think you can literally aren't. Like, it's up to the prison's discretion of what they, like, will give you. But, like, I think you can order whatever you want. 
Um, but like there was, oh, who was it? Was it like Ted Bundy? Like literally was just like, oh, I want a glass of water. Like it was just like whatever. But you know, would you really want to eat though? Like, come on, you'd be terrified. You wouldn't be hungry. I'm I'm not a very angry drunk, so if I got drunk, I'd just be like, yeah, go on, let's do it. Yeah, you're not going to fucking do it. Fucking pull the trigger, go on. Let's do it, why not? I won't but remember I this that, anyway. That would work. Um, you probably committed your crime when you were drunk anyway. I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah I don't know about the last meal. I mean, it doesn't matter at that point, does it? I think, like, I'm I'm assuming... That if you're on death row and you've got an end date, you would have to somehow come to terms with it um, as best as you can. But, like, yeah, like, I I mean, we've all been nervous. I've been in situations where I've been so nervous I couldn't eat. And I can't imagine being about to die is maybe the most nervous you are going to be. So I'm probably not going. I I would, like, go out of my way to order everything, but I'm probably going to sit there and go, you know what? Not hungry. Well, I hate waiting. You, I'm just like, just kill me. <laughs> if you are on death row right now, write in to us and let us know. Um, and sign up for Patreon. If you've got some money, you're yeah. about to die, it's, it's gone away. You're not going to be using the money. So. Exactly. You know? If you've got a secret Swiss bank account from all the people you robbed before you killed them, like, just give us access to it. We're, we're struggling podcast hosts. One of us doesn't have a job here. The other has to teach children. Mm-hmm. Which is basically like... Not... <laughs> Being on death row. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Uh, every lunchtime feels like a last meal for me. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could afford a meal. <laughs> cheese and relish, that's going to be my last meal. That's it. All I eat is cheese and relish. I can't afford anything else. Can, can you do that? Can I do like a, a cheese cracker plate? Like, Would they do that? I'm sure you could order anything. I'm sure you could order. Yeah, like, I want to do like something like really rare, like dim sims from the snug tavern. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like a fancy little platter, cheese platter. <laughs> you could be like, I've always wanted to eat it. Cheese platter. Wanted to eat at like McDonald's Bridgewater. Like, how about a, a large Happy Meal? From McDonald's Bridgewater has to be from McDonald's Bridgewater. Yeah, that will kill some time. Yeah, exactly, no exactly. Plan my escape. <laughs> like, you're on death row in, like, the Canary Islands. Where's the furthest point away from me? Alaska. All right, I want Anchorage's finest yeah. five-star restaurant steak. I want some seal from Antarctica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want Falkland Island whale. I'm going to ask for, if I'm on death row, I'm going to ask for uh, Ben Waterworth's leg. Well done. <laughs> What is your last meal? Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> well done. We can arrange that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's read on. This is this is weird. Um there's a there's a great scene on the Black Rock here and like Welcome to the Black I Rock. Yeah, no I mean no now. one ever really put two and two together that the idea that oh Richard came on the black like I never even hmm thought about the idea that oh Richard may have come being a passenger on the Black Rock. I mean, because we had no idea. We forget now that we had no idea where he started. We didn't know if he was 4,000 years old. We didn't know if he was 80. We had no idea at the time. Uh, so there's a great scene where they're on the storm in the Black Rock. Oh. And, uh, yeah, really great stuff. Uh, but well, I hate a boats. little... 
we we do get an answer, but it's a little cringy, isn't it? Uh, of how the statue, the four-toed mm. statue, gets broken. It's like the Black Rock, I guess, gets flung from a wave, <laughs> and this wooden ship manages to like smash the statue. Um, I think the other way around. I think this boat should be smashed, not that... I mean, they <laughs> built their wooden ship strong in the Canary Islands. Uh, uh, it's an answer, but it's a bit a bit silly, right? Um, yeah. But it's an answer. Uh, it freaks and that, me and out. It, it's a double answer because it's also how does the Black Rock end up in the middle of the island, a big tidal wave. Um, so two answers in about one minute there. Um, um, is there a bit of a... Sorry to interrupt. But is there a bit of a plot hole here? Because the Canary Islands, I'm just seeing here, are off the coast of Western Africa. So if they're going to the New World, they're going across the Atlantic Ocean, across to America. So for them to get to the South Pacific, they're very lost. Like, I mean, they've gone all the way underneath South America. Like, I know the argument there is, oh, there was no Panama Canal, but, like, are they just not going to, like, East Coast USA because that's where everybody went back then when they went to the New World? So is this meant to be the thing? Like, Jacob's so strong in getting them there that they've navigated them all the way underneath South America to go through all the way through the Pacific Island, uh, Pacific Ocean, to go all the way somewhere to the South Pacific. Like, they're very off course. I mean, I guess you can make the argument that Jacob said that he brought the ship there, so... I don't know how he managed that, but and the island also moves. Oh, yeah, at that in eighteen in eighteen sixty whatever it was, the island actually was located in the North Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> it's season six. You don't question that sort of stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm the guy who calls out Sydney for being bullshit every week. So I mean, I've got to point out the Canary Islands aren't exactly close to the South Pacific. It's just good the Canary Islands is getting some representation I on know. Uh, primetime television. It's when are we getting time. Survivor Canary Islands? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what a great scene where they're out stuck at the ocean. Like, I remember being on a boat, like my dad's friend's boat, and this will mean nothing to anyone, but we went from Hobart to Bruni Island, which oh. only you will get that. And we got stuck in the biggest waves and I was like 10 and it was terrifying. I was like, I'm not religious. I was praying. Like we were going up and down crash and up and down crash. Oh my no. God. Still no. remember See, that. I like, I'm, I'm really, I'm better with boats now, but like as a kid, like panic attacks and juice, like I, if you say like, please, all my enemies listening, please use this in, against me when you want to torture me. But like, if I had to say like biggest fear, this like, I'd love to go to Antarctica, but I'm not getting on one of those fucking boats. Like, you know those photos you used to see, like, in stores where it was, like, a lighthouse and they were surrounded by giant waves? Like, no. Like, like oh, God, I'd hate this. I would, I would, no. I'd probably pass out in fear. This would just be my worst nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I would rather this than a plane crash. I'd rather a plane crash. Like, a plane crash would be terrifying because, you know, obviously you've got, you can't get out of it. But at the end of the day you're going to eventually hit the ground and you're going to be dead. You don't know how long you're out there for and tortured. If you're in the middle of an ocean with no land near you, you could be in that situation for hours upon hours, days upon days. A plane crash, half an hour at most, you crash in the ground and you're dead. I've changed my answer. That's how I want to be executed. Plane crash. Plane crash. <laughs> we've, we've all the other people on death row too, like all of us on the plane. Hey, 
That's actually not a valid, like, get the, you know, those plain graveyards, like in the desert, like, get one on there, like a pilot who, but then how, how does a pilot, like, die? Because then if it's a person on death row, they're probably just going to use it as a suicide plane and it's going to, like, fly. You, that's you, find, you find a pilot, yeah, because you can't get, like, one of the people on death row because they'll just fly off. <laughs> like, oh, no, we've lost them. Might <laughs> <laughs> not be a great plan here, Noah. Like, <laughs> no, no, you get a, jump out with uh, a parachute. Whee! You, you've searched all around the world. There must be at least one pilot around the world who's terminally ill. Um <laughs> So why do they want to go out by suicide? Well, euthanasia, technically. Um, <laughs> poor Jimmy. All the, pa- all the passengers are on death row. But wouldn't all the passengers on death row, like, overcome poor old Jimmy? Well, we're, we're handcuffed to the seats, like Kate. Oh, because no one's ever broken out of handcuffs before. <laughs> Do they then get screened? Do they have to go through like body scans before they get on the plane in case they got explosives or like a pocket knife? I mean, it's the same scenario as if you're getting lethal injection. It's just you're on a plane. and. But then what if, okay, but what if like Jimmy with terminal cancer is all of a sudden bribed by half the people on the plane? Like, we'll give you $50 million if you land this plane on the Canary Islands. What, what is he doing with $50 million? He's terminally Give it to Ill. his children because Jimmy was poor. He doesn't have children. Well, we'll give it to charity. Like, he's a very giving man. He gives it to, like, the AIDS Foundation of the Canary Islands. <laughs> what if halfway I mean, through the flight, Jimmy has his, like, he's dying of terminal cancer and he's flying over New York City before he gets out to the ocean to put it in the middle of the Atlantic? I'm I'm just going to say if I had a prisoner on death row trying to bribe me with $50 million, I probably wouldn't believe it. Well, I would if I've got evidence of fifty million dollars, I would take it. Well, how I, are they I, giving evidence if they're handcuffed to a seat? Prisoners get everything these days. They he doesn't computers. even talk to them. He's in the cabin. They're in the. They're not even in first class. They're in like next to the toilet in the middle row. <laughs> Where's like? He's got some flaws in this plan, Noah. <laughs> and your last, the last meal is you get like the tray and you get like the. Have you not seen Quantum of Solace? They survived that plane crash. <laughs> I mean, I see Lost. Well, exactly. Um, this is what Lost is. They're all prisoners on this plane. I'm just saying if you wanted to do a lot of death row people in one go. Well, and crash. also if it doesn't work, there's a new movie idea coming soon to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> death row. You know, like some some Disney writers have been listening to all podcasts and they're like scribbling notes right We now. literally got a movie called Snakes on a Plane. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so death, is... death Row Seven Oh Seven, Flight Death Row Air, starring Liam Neeson and Emily uh, De Raven. Wasn't Liam Neeson did a did a crappy plane movie? Didn't he? Oh, Liam, Liam Neeson's Neeson? done everything now. Liam Neeson is like you know the Rob Schneider, like Rob Schneider was a carrot. Now it's like Liam Neeson was a bad a, a madman on a plane. Now he's a madman on a bus. Saving his daughter. A, he's done a plane one, I'm sure. But anyway... Uh, I'm going to Google well, that. Uh, Liam one of, Neeson on a plane. <laughs> one of the best scenes, I think, is when they wake up in the jungle. And this is like a horror movie at this point. Where <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Well, the movie was called Nonstop, a disaster mystery non-stop. action thriller film. Uh, it follows an alcoholic ex-NYPD officer turned federal air marshal who must find a killer on an international flight. After receiving yeah, text saying someone on board will be executed, there you go, every 20 minutes until financial demands are met. Ah, oh, 
Liam Neeson, Julianne Moore, uh, Scott McNary's in it. The Scott McNary. It's an absolute classic. Yes. Uh, But (laughs) this scene is so good where all the prisoners are, like, chained up and they're in the jungle and it's been, like, five days and the captain comes in and he's just executing people left, right and centre. It's almost like a horror movie. Like, it's pretty scary and... I. I wonder if at this point he had been like consumed with the sickness that happened with Russo's team and he's gone mad, but he does say like, if I don't kill you, then like, it's only a matter of time where you guys outweigh, have to give it to the captain. His logic checks out. Yeah. He said there's only five of the crews. Like it makes sense. Not, not condoning cat murder, but like, again, if I'm on a deserted Island and I'm like, transporting slaves or prisoners i'm the fly like i saw the fugitive like all the you know harrison ford and all those people killed the bus people like i'm sorry these are slaves who have been bought and are being treated like shit then i'll go oh i'm free thanks captain right you want to go like search the jungle for some food or something like that like no this captain's right kill him checks out checks out good old jonas um but just as he's going to kill Richard, Ricardo, that's where we hear the the smoke monster and great scene where uh, they're like, what the hell is going on? And they go and uh, this is where Jonas gets taken, right? Yeah. Um, Which well, we hear it. We don't see it. Well, he gets like sucked up through the, um, yeah. like the vent. Which I think like the cool thing would have been to like literally suck him up through those holes. I will say the, the paint, sorry, the blood. Looks very fake, but um, not not good in the special effects budget this week for the blood effects. Isn't it such a crazy journey we've been on that Richard came to the island on this boat from the Canary Islands that we saw in season one that Rousseau's been travelling to for 16 years that we visited on this boat and that dynamite and um, that arts blew up right outside this boat, like, We've had a lot of history with the Black Rock, and now we're seeing where it came from. It's kind of weird to think. To date this episode, I'm not going to spoil it. Do you watch Better Call Saul? Yeah, but I haven't seen... I'm not... Okay, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but, like, to date, when we're recording this, uh, a couple of days after the mid-season breaks come back, so the first episode of the final half, and there's a storyline which... Let's just say something happens which will make you watch Breaking Bad differently. Not not like majorly, but it's just kind of like one little moment where you kind of, there's going to be a situation in Breaking Bad now where you look at it. So like here where you're saying like, oh, this is where this happened and Arts Bluff and whatever. It's kind of like you look at that differently now if you remember this. So when you go back to like Arts blowing up, like, hey, that was where Rich Cardus was like, you know, getting saved, that sort of stuff. So it's I love it when they do that in sort of TV shows or spinoffs. And now you're going to watch something slightly differently with a knowledge of what's happened beforehand. But catch up on Better Call Saul. It's really good. How far How far behind are you? Well, I didn't watch the new one. But you watched the first half of the last season? No. Oh, so what? So you haven't watched any of the new season? Yeah. Oh, well, hurry up. It's good. I've been busy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. There's <laughs> five episodes to go. Catch up before it... Uh, yeah, oh, speaking of oh. Better Call Saul, download Breaking Bad coverage. Nearly coming to an end soon. Um, so this is where, who knows how many days, but Richard's been there just sitting there trying to get out of his chains. Like All of these scenes are great. Uh, and this is where you see uh, 
a boar. We haven't seen a boar in a while showing up, but I quite like the eating like one of the one of the guys. I like him Richard getting angry at it. Go on, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, here it says Richard disturbs the boar, which <laughs> runs towards him. Um, and he passes out, and when he wakes up, who's here? Dun, 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 Isabella. Titus Welliver. Uh, oh, right, wrong one. <laughs> and this is where they say she tells them that they are both in hell and that they're both mm. dead. I don't get why she says this. Um, but, but, but this is the man in black, right, though, isn't it? Well, I don't know because at the end it's not the man in black when they're with Hurley. And wouldn't Isabella's body have to be there mm. for it to be the man in black? So, But, but it, why then does doesn't... the man in black kill a ghost? <laughs> I, I thought, like, there was just a ruse by the man in black. Like, I get what you're saying with the body, absolutely. Like, I don't disagree with that. But, like, I thought this was just all a play so that the man in black can be all like, oh, no, that wasn't me. That was Jacob who did that. Well, that's what he did with, like, uh, Alex to Ben and whatnot. Mm. Um, but I've always been under the impression there needs to be a body. Um, well, that's a good point, though, you make, though, with um, Ben seeing the ghost of Alex through the smoke, so maybe he's got some visiony powers where he can, like, project, yeah. like, this is a ghost of somebody you love. Uh, and, yeah, this is where uh, then, like, Isabella goes and she can't help him, and this is where we get old Richard showing up, Uh I was thinking watching this episode. I mean, not Richard, sorry, uh, Man in Black. But I was Titus thinking watching TV's this. Titus I'm getting Wellman. a bit of, I'm getting a bit of Richard Hatch vibe from him. I don't know if you've ever felt that. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this episode, I'm like, oh, kind of, kind of a bit Richard Hatchy. Richard and Probst reunited. Yeah. Um, well, that would go well. Yeah. Um, but Titus Welliver like does such a great job. I mean. I would never get rid of Terry O'Quinn, but it's almost a shame we couldn't have just got Titus as the man in black for the whole thing. He's, yeah, I um, I was thinking that actually in this episode about, because so we, we've met him before. We met him at the end of last season, right, for the first time. Yeah. Then we get him here, and then do we not get him again till across the sea? Yeah. And then do we get him in the finale? We do, don't we? Uh, no, I don't think so. Which, yeah, like, I'm I'm definitely on board with Locke and everything that we get because we want Locke in there. But, yeah, I think, like, maybe we get it at a point where it's like, he's no longer Locke, I can't be in this body anymore, so then he becomes Man in Black because, yeah. In the finale, maybe. It, something like that would be cool because he is a great actor, TV's Titus Welliver. Um, oh, yeah. so Shit's over, Mark Pellegrino. <laughs> I still like Mark Pellegrino. I'm not, I'm not on that train with you. But uh, oh, side note: speaking of TVs, Nathan Fillion. Hello, back in oh. season three. Uh, did you ever watch uh, Big Mouth on Netflix? No. So there's a whole like ongoing joke. One of the characters in it is like madly in love with Nathan Fillion, <laughs> and like Nathan Fillion is in it, and he voices himself like in these fantasy sequences about like her being in love with him. It's just, it's funny. So I just, I recently watched that. And I'm like, oh, Nathan, TV's Nathan Fillion. We're all in love with Nathan Fillion. He is. The Rookie. Now that's a show I need to watch after Blue Bloods ends. Uh, but this is where, uh, yeah, Man in Black comes in. Richard realises, oh, but this guy wasn't on the boat. Uh, and he asks about 
uh, Isabella and Man in Black says he has her, uh, and implying that she was captured by the devil. Uh, I mean, you have to imagine from Richard's point of view, like, what the hell is going on? Like, a week ago I was on the Canary Islands. Now I'm, like, in the jungle with this guy with an American accent um, and my dead wife. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Man in Black lets Richard go, um, unlocks the chains, and and uh, Man in Black says, it's good to see you out of those chains, um, which don't we, doesn't uh, lock, like fake locks, didn't he say that to Richard at one point? Like That's a throwback line, I'm pretty sure. Didn't he yeah, say that in the he... premiere? Like, it's good to see you out of those chains. Yeah, Richard. no, you're right. Now that you say that, you're right. Like, wasn't the first time Richard, like, sees Locke? And Locke's yeah. Like, <gasps> yeah, actually, no, you're right. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, that's a good point. I like here, uh, I lost Ricky. It says, Richard eats a boar roasted on a spit by the man. <laughs> that is the fakest looking boar. <laughs> like, I mean, like, the way they've, like, gone out of their way to, like, like add, like, plastic on it to make it look burnt and crispy like that's that's some terrible uh props department work there from lost this week they spent all their budget on canary island which are on the on the flip side of that though props like as much as i hate the water like stuff but like considering we've seen some dodgy special effects in this show they're actually the sequence where we see the black rock in the water actually looks pretty good so they mm. they did well Except on that for when it goes flying through the air yeah well when the the thing where the statue gets close to it that's a bit yeah Bit polar, yeah, but no, the the scenes were great on the Black Rock at night time. Um, but uh, Man in Black gives Richard a dagger. Um, and all throughout this episode, we just have to say Nestor's doing a great job through all of this. Um, he's so good, but he gives Richard a dagger so that he can kill the devil and that he shouldn't hesitate. Uh, he's very persuasive, and this is a bit of a throwback to like. He gave Saeed the dagger, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, or Dugan gave Saeed the dagger to kill the man in black, uh, which Saeed did not hesitate. Um, well, he's a prick. And then he says, oh, how can I kill the devil if he's just black smoke? And then man in black's like, no, no, I'm the smoke. Uh, <laughs> which he should, shouldn't he turn into the smoke at that point? Like, I mean, I get, I get like, like you make a good point where like, I mean, think about your, like, Richard's a bit gullible and I think kind of people play up to that with him and, you know, he's obviously a very religious man so, like, you know, he's going to believe these things quite easily. Like, I'm not going to believe this. He's a devil. Like, oh, fuck off, mate. Pull the other one. Like, <laughs> just be honest. You're like a mythical smoke creature. Like, I'll believe that more than you telling me, like, you're he's the devil. But, like, this is a point where I feel like he should just be like, I'm the black smoke and he's boof and he just... T- That's one thing, like, maybe they just didn't... Like, maybe they tried it and they just it didn't look good. Like, we never actually see... The man in black yeah. turning to smoke. Like, he falls into a hole and comes out like, I want to see some weird transformer, like Michael Jackson thriller style. <laughs> like, turning into the smoke. You do have to imagine that they talked about it, at least in the writer's yeah. room. Like, I reckon they it? probably tried it. I reckon they honestly probably got, like, a computer and they probably did. They, I'm, I don't doubt they filmed a sequence and they wanted to do it, but, like, maybe this is one of those ones where it's like, yeah, it just looks so bad. It's like, no, we'll just use the, you know, the Jaws argument from, you know, 74 or whenever it was released less is more and we can work around it yeah lost two maybe we'll see it uh maybe terry just couldn't couldn't do it like i can't work with this like terry can you just act like your face is being scrunched up into oblivion 
<laughs> Maybe he refused. Maybe he was the one to say, nope, I do not turn into other creatures. I will not do it. <laughs> Titus Welliver was all for it, but they just couldn't find a scene for him to do it. Uh, but this is where he said that the devil took Isabella um, and if he wants to see his wife, he needs to hurry up. So Manny Black is really getting in on it. He's like, oh, ship's arrived. Okay, here, take the dagger and go on and kill Jacob. <laughs> He's not messing around. Like He waited like six seasons for the survivors to start <laughs> trying to kill Jacob. He learned from his mistakes, I guess. Don't rush. Don't rush. Old school. Old school, Noah. Like, this is how people yeah. did it back in the day. Nowadays, people are just flaky. Like, oh, I don't want to do it. Now, back in <laughs> back in 1800s, fuck it, people just did shit. Killed the devil? Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, fuck um, it. So I can't watch any TV, can I? So, like, I'm well, bored. Well, you have, to, you have to imagine, think about this request. If you're a very religious person and then someone's coming up to you saying, go and kill the devil, like, oh, my God, how did you kill the devil? Yeah, you do it. You're no. the devil? Sounds terrifying. Like, I, I, I'm not a religious person, but I believe in aliens. And if somebody said to me, like, Ben, there's an alien outside. It's going to destroy the world. You've got to kill it. Like, no. Like, I don't no. want to kill the alien. I want to meet him yeah. or her. I want to meet it. Um, Or eat. Hey, oh, come on. Wow. Good come on. job, Noah. <laughs> come Good. on. <laughs> Clap. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, almost as good as more, more error. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm done. You can finish the episode. Noah wins the Oz Network. And with uh, that, that's going to be our last episode of the Oz Network. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a fun well, ride. I wish. <laughs> so um, do I. God, stop this show. Almost at the end. Um, I know. I commit to too many shows. I went another eight years of 24 yet, mate. Come on. <laughs> At least Colin's consistent. Uh, well, yeah. What else has he got on? I remember when Kids. Survivor Oz ended. Oh, those were good days. <laughs> Maybe we need uh, to say something racist to get cancelled. But please don't. <laughs> but Man in Black is really not messing around because do you remember season five? We saw them watching the the Black Rock. Hmm. And he says, one of these days I'm going to find a loophole to kill you. You have to imagine this is only about a week later after that conversation. So he's really not messing around. He's just, um, he's just like, oh, shit, all right, let's go. <laughs> but I do like in the past, like, Jacob says, like, oh, yeah, many people have come to this island. So it's not like the Black Rock are the first people to show up. I'm like, ooh, setting up some spinoffs. If this was 2020, there would be, like, 100 lost shows. Backdoor uh, pilot. The Lost Extended yeah. Universe. Like, thank God Lost came out in 2004, so we could just have oh. Lost and not, like, 10 different Lost TV shows, Dis- like Claire, The Origin. <laughs> God, no. Disney used to own ABC. They I mean, own they Lost still. So they which, still own. Is, is how are they on, not done? Yeah. Any, is Lost on, on Disney, Disney Plus? Plus? Like the because it's off Netflix now. Because there's the... Um, I think Lost was still on Netflix in America, maybe. Because, but, like, Lost, like, that Disney Plus, like, adult with, like, 24 and, like, the X-Files and all that, whatever it's on it, that's, I don't think the US gets that. I think that's only outside the US. Like, Australia gets it, Canada gets it. But I think a lot of it, yeah, it's some, I don't know what that's called. Disney Plus Plus? Like, <laughs> I don't Disney, Disney if you're listening, please just leave Lost alone. You've already Dis- butchered every other thing that you got your hand on. But if you are listening, buy us. Like, we're good. 
I, like I just said, I oh. want us to end. I'll gladly cheap. step away. Yeah, cheap. Like pay me like five hundred dollars. <laughs> That's enough. That'll that'll buy me some food for the next week. Done. I made some money off this show. Boom. And they'll turn it into a multi-billion-dollar franchise, the Oz Network, <laughs> episode maybe, one. Maybe, maybe Last Light is going to really take off, and it's going to be the well, extended Last Light universe. Wanted to add something quickly on that. Why you brought it up? Uh, so the plan we're recording this. We'll date this. We're recording this in July. We're planning to release this episode in September. So if you're listening to us now in September. This episode is probably airing the week after the first episode. Is there only one episode? Are there more episodes in the last one? I don't know what even it is. Five so, episodes. Is it all dropped at once or are they airing it weekly? I don't know. Anyway, well, the you point is... You never know is, these days. If you are listening to this right now and it is in <laughs> September... Our recap of Last Light might be happening. What a star Matthew Fox is. But oh, also, so also to date this, uh, the time of recording this, True Colours featuring Emily DeRaven has just finished airing on SBS. I have got it ready to watch and I'm hoping by our next episode I've watched it all. So hopefully we next week back. I can tell you how Emily... I think she's actually only in like two episodes from what I'm looking at the synopsis. But anyway, so random dating of episodes, True Colours, coming soon, Last Light, well, we've already been on, great, what a show. Find out next week what I think of it. And Last Light, that's around about now. Matthew Fox, what a man. At the time you're listening to this, they may have announced the True Colors Extended Universe. The crossover event you've been waiting for. Sister and brother meet up. One yeah, in True the... Colors Last Light. Yeah. Last Colors Light Truth. Yeah, I don't know. Like Australian shows would never do weird convolutions of names featuring different season themes that make no sense, would they? I don't know what you're referencing. Me, me neither. I don't either. <laughs> Blood vs. Water fans vs. favourites. You told me about it off air. How stupid. <laughs> oh. Um, so this is where he goes to meet Jacob, and this is a pretty good scene too where he oh, comes with the knife scene. and, like, action, Jacob, like, fighting, Richard. Um, give Mark Peller what's-his-face some credit here. Like, for you giving him shit, like, he's pretty good in this episode. Come on. <sighs> oh, Come on. What does he do wrong here? He's great action. He's got a great scene to come here around the fire. I mean, fire. he did play an abusive husband, so I guess this is why he's good at beating up Richard. But, um, <laughs> what do you mean play? He's never acted in his life. No, I'm joking, Mark. I'm sure you <laughs> never abused her. Mark doesn't deserve that. We don't know if he's abusive or not. Jan Cameron deserves that for destroying chicken feed. <laughs> uh Richard uh, talks about how the man in black is, um, did he say that you could only see his wife again and and that his wife is dead and that's not him? Uh, and then Richard says, well, I'm dead. <laughs> I love this. Oh, if you think you're dead, starts to drown him. Do you still think you're dead? I like, I, I don't know why you're so down on him. Like, I like him and I think he's great. He's I married to get- Tracy Pellegrino, the... It sounds like a wine. <laughs> I will say that uh, he sometimes teaches at Playhouse Paris, which is a Maisner training school his wife owns in Paris, France. And he's an atheist, so he wouldn't like the religious oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, why Why does he believe Jacob? But he, like, Why is he so quick to believe the man in black, but then so quick to believe Jacob? Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I tell you, I can tell you, Tracy Pellegrino is a Canadian director known for strangers in a strange land. What? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Different one, surely. Yes. Um. Oh, and she wrote it. It's got his IMDb mini biography, biography by Tracy Pellegrino. <laughs> I think this show, season six, has this real issue where they really make Jacob to be out to be quite an arsehole and they make the man in black to be quite decent and and quite reasonable and obviously the man in black is evil but the show never really shows us oh he can't get off the island but we never really find out why we just know oh yeah because bad things will happen like that's not really a so I, I'm mother. okay with Jacob not being, I don't care if it's good versus bad. I kind of like the idea that Jacob's this ambiguous sort of demigod thing. That's fine. But the problem is they kind of make him un, very unreasonable of my brother can't leave the island when they kind of never show the man in black to be that evil. Of course he's evil, but he's just saying, oh, I just want to get off the island. I don't care about any of this other stuff. I just want to leave. And I think the show never really got the balance where we needed to know why he couldn't get off the island other than bad stuff happening. Um, he kills his mother, doesn't he? Doesn't he kill Alison Jenny? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Jacob does. Jacob, Jacob killed her. Oh, it's been a while oh. since I watched it. I thought the man in black killed her. Why would Jacob kill his own mother? No, man in black does, sorry. Yeah, Jesus, Jacob, I mean, he, Mark Pellegrino, come on. Um. Yeah, like, that's actually a very good point. Um, and, like, just to quickly go back to your point about why does Richard believe Jay? I just think Richard's just gullible. Like, for fuck's sake, like... in like Believes everything. The next scene, like, I mean, this is where I feel the man in black fails here because the man in black should just be like, well, no, like, I'm the smoke. Like, he should turn to the smoke and was like, dude, did Jacob do this? Like, he's fucking lying to you. Like, come on. Richard would have believed him. Like, man in black is a little bitch in the next scene. He gives up. But um, I think the argument would be, though we do see the man in black technically a lot as the smoke monster who kills a lot of people on the island. So we can see that him yeah. being the smoke monster is an evil prick and does bad things. So that would be the argument. But, like, I think you've got a good point because, I mean, it's kind of like, here's a weird comparison, like it's kind of like Jurassic Park. Like it's kind of, you kind of really want to see the the dinosaurs on the mainland, Um, you know, not in the crap that we got in Dominion. Yeah, I want to see smoke monster in New York. But, yeah, like, I kind of want to see, like, it's, it's okay, I'll just use a better example. I mean, we went through three Terminator films and we're always told, like, oh, the, the war, the war, and we get to see it in Salvation. Like, you kind of spend three films going, like, I want to see this war. So, like, I want to see the ghost, uh, the ghost, the ghost monster, the smoke monster. Like, there's your lost spinoff, <laughs> smoke monster in New York. <laughs> I just think we needed at least something like, oh, if the monster gets off the island, there's going to be... A worldwide sickness or he's gonna destroy everything or all the pregnant women are gonna die or like we just needed ever explained a little pregnant bit more uh let's not get into that now. <laughs> it's yeah just, no, it's a, there needed a... to be something other than bad things will happen because it just seems very unreasonable to keep him on this island i like in a weird way like scrap the whole he wants to get off the island thing just have it that like he, like the island, like we know, the island is like the protector of like you know this magical island. Just have him like being a prick to the island. Like we need to finally kill this person who's 
you know, yeah. keeping the island in this shit Then state. we can leave because then, yeah, we'll, then we can, everything well, will exactly. be fine. Well, there you go. Then we can leave or then the island will be at peace, uh, which means like some weird Matrix ending, you know, like whatever. Like, uh, yeah, it's I've never really thought about that because even thinking about like the end, and correct me if I'm wrong, he doesn't even get close to leaving the island, does he? Like even in the confrontation between like him and, really? and Jack at the end, it's not like he's stepping on the plane, it's about to take off before he dies. Like it's kind of like... There's no, yeah, that's a great point. There's no real desperation of knowing what's going to happen if he leaves the island. Because, I mean, what if he's like, what if Jacob is evil? Like, what if Jacob's just been a prick and, like, he's going to, like, go back and then he's going to be a man of his word? He's going to be like, yeah, well, you can hang out with dead Juliet. You can do this. You can have whatever you want. Like, he's like a genie. He could be great. He could cure cancer. Yeah. it's, it's, I mean, maybe they needed to show like a scene that there was a different smoke monster in the past and he got off and yeah. they show like a flashback of him like destroying a whole town in ancient Egypt. That's a great or like, idea. like maybe we needed something, but like it just never really like so what? Let him go. Like yeah. Jacob, you're being unreasonable. Yeah. Um but you get this to leave is where we get this. Uh yeah, well Jacob's always leaving. Um but this is where we get the scene that's sort of setting up the end game of this show. Really, Jacob's got the the wine, and he's showing that the island is like the cork. And if the cork opens or the bottle smashes, then the evil will get out. And so this island is protecting uh, the evil and making sure it doesn't spread. Which I guess is our answer. I just don't think it's enough. But it is a great scene, though, and it's so like sort of mysterious yeah. and. It's sorry, I didn't know if you'd finish. I, I mean, I've got it down as a potential top five, but we haven't really had many this season. But um, I just think it's like, you know, how kind of you sometimes will see these videos of like explaining Lost, you know, and it's like, I think this is in one of those videos. Like, it kind of explains it. Like, going back to the very first season where it's, you know, light versus dark, two players, well, and that's what all it turns into. Like, this is kind of just one of those scenes where it sort of explains it. Like, wh- why is everyone being brought to the island? And then kind of like even just the explanation where it's like, well, can't you make them do this? And he's like, well, no, like they've got to have their own choices. You know, they've got to redeem themselves and things like that. So it kind of like, to me, this is just like a brief summary of what we've had over five and a half seasons. Um, and it just, it to me, it kind of makes sense of what they're going to end up doing. Like, yeah, there's plot holes to this. But, like, you just, you know, obviously your whole point here about the the evil leaving the island is a great one. But, like, it, I don't know. To me, this is, as you said, we're on the way to the end now. We're, we're kind of getting the big reveal, the big answer, what this show's always been about. Whether you like the ending or not, that's us to debate in the next 10 or so weeks. But, like, I like it, personally, and I can get on board with it. So I kind of like this, which is explaining a lot that's come before it and what we're going to come from there. And I like his little explanation with the wine bottle. It's a cool little moment. Do you think that line about uh, people need to figure it out on their own is like the writers putting that in so people don't say like, why did Jacob not show up in season one? Like they're yes. just like, okay. Just- and I also, yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's some weird religious thing, you know, the whole free will God argument. Like to me, it's obviously got that involvement, but you know, I think that's a, that's a great point because yeah, there was – what's the everything uh, – no, the how it should have ended with Lost when he's, like, standing on the beach and the pilot uh, – the like, the planes crash. And he's like, well, looks like I'll see you in six seasons. <laughs> and he, like, runs off. Um, so, yeah, no, I think there are definitely moments which you kind of have to put a line here and there. Like, it, it's 
it's the fucking sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Like, oh, we've got to... <laughs> Somehow Palpatine has returned. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> oh, we'll believe that. Sure, move on. <laughs> it's better than the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Oh, God. Um, How many... Let's. We'll be here for the next hour listening to everything better. Like, the Oz Network is better than the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Mm. But on. this is where... This is where he says that, oh, he brings people to the island to show that uh, that there is good and people are always corrupted. And then, oh, I'm, but I'm not going to step in. They need to figure it out on their own. But then Richard's like, but if you don't step in, then the man in black will. Jacob's like, huh. <laughs> didn't, think, didn't think of that. Um, huh. And then he says, do you want a job? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lazy Jacob. <laughs> So this is where we get the origins of who Richard is, why, who, what he's doing, working for Jacob, um, and then, well, uh, what can you give me in return? And then, can you bring my wife back? No. Uh, Jacob's like, no, I can't do that. And then he says, can uh, you absolve me of my sins so no. I don't go to hell? And Jacob says, he, I don't know why Jacob just doesn't say, yeah, you're absolved. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> he should have just said, yeah, I can do that. Be like uh, Miles then he said, and Dean Norris, like, oh, yeah, like, I totally heard your daughter. Yeah. And then he says, well, if I, I don't, well, I don't want to go to hell, so I never, and if you can't absolve me, then I never want to die. How and, is that the third option? <laughs> Shouldn't it be the opposite? Shouldn't it be like, well, God, if I, I, like, I, may, I may as well just die. Like, well, I think he wants, would rather die and be with his wife, but if he, if he's going to hell and this isn't hell, then I don't want to die. Uh, and then we get the answer, which it's a, I'm going to give it a plus and a negative. It's a plus in that it's a great scene and both of the actors, I'll give Mark his due to both actors do a great job in the scene and it's very emotional. It is a bit like, oh, magic touch and now he's, and now he can live forever. Like, is it's it a the bit, touch? I always like, thought it was the I wine. Can do. I always thought it was the wine. I think it's the touch on the shoulder. Oh, oh, okay. Like, dumb me. I thought it was the wine because he's drinking the wine. And, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Hmm. I mean, yeah, he's a god, demigod. I guess he's got powers to do that. I mean, do we question it at this point? It's still a great scene. Well, ha- I mean, like, yeah, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, like, how else do you describe it? Like, I mean, you knew it was <laughs> going to be something a bit, like, mythical. It wasn't just, like... Oh, we don't. We can't explain. It. Like, imagine if they just went that route. Some the Canary Islands had something in the water. Like, we he just won't die. Like, I like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I feel there's no other way you're going to be able to explain no, it except it's it was satisfying enough. Yeah, but like, it's it's kind uh, of like I I wish like explain it a little bit more because like was it the Highlander? You remember the Highlander where like they're immortal and isn't the only way they can die they get their head chopped off or something like that? Like. Is this like Groundhog Day? Does he just like try and kill himself and like the next day he wakes up? Like, I'd love to know. Like, if you can't die, like, what does this literally mean? Like, I would get a gun and be like, okay, bang. Oh, I'm bulletproof. Like, oh, well, I did gonna... try that with the dynamite, remember? True. But like, I mean, that's obviously like, you know, someone's going to step in the whole time. But like, is it just like you type in invincibility mode on Goldeneye and like nothing happens to you? Like, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to. This is going back to your point about like, have a comedy episode of Richard trying out, oh, I don't believe you. I reckon I can die. Like, stands in front of a train, yeah, boom, and he's like, oh, I'm alive. 
But there was so much potential of Richard being getting his job and more people coming to the like, I'd love to see the first people that ever came to the island that Richard kind of was the sort of intermediary for and like there's so much potential here. It's it's um, also yeah, that's a very good point. Actually one thing I just thought too, it's like you will never die. So like it's automatically like okay, you will be this age for the rest of your life. Like, couldn't he just be like, well, can I actually be, like, 21? Like, I, I don't want to be, like, 35. Yeah, not, not, I mean, he's still age. There's, like, a dick moment. Like, you will never die, but you will still age <laughs> till you're 160. <laughs> I reckon he's got to bring back the the long hair, scruffy look. But I, I guess he's lived for 180 years. He probably goes through lots of looks. But how does he know? Um, like, I know he's been off the island, obviously. Like, you know, we saw him with baby Locke and... He's been off the island a couple of times, but like, I mean, yeah, like, how does he keep up with fashion? Like, how does he know this is what two thousand and four? Like, he still looked this way in the fifties. Like, I mean, shouldn't he have like a fifties hairstyle with like fifties clothing? Like, Elvis. It's not like a JC Penny on the island. Like, he just can't like like go go to Target and buy a nice pair of jeans and a shirt. I love like, you, JC Penny. lovely shirt tonight. Like, if you want to compliment Noah on his fashion choice recording tonight? Looking very dapper. I'm straight from work. Very dapper, um, Noah. Some of us had to work before this show. I'm um, literally in the same clothes I wear all the time. <laughs> yeah. Have you changed since we last recorded? I literally, like, I, I'm surprised that you were Colin never called like, Ben, you're always wearing that jumper. It's like, I wash it. Um, but this is where he goes back to the man in black uh, and he, he's like, you didn't kill Jacob, did you? No. And he gives the white rock and he says it's a gift. Um, and he says, if any moment, you at any time you want to change your mind, I'm going to be here. Uh, and he buries the his wife's uh, cross at the stone to say goodbye because he's going to be living a long time, so it's time to get over her. Um, Do you think he does, unlike and, James Bond and half those people you've complained about not getting over people? Should people do the Richard Albert manner? Just get over it. Bury a cross. Move on. I mean, like, it, it's very sad that she died, but Richard, it's been 150 years. Come on, dude. <laughs> Do you think he's had sex since? Yeah, like, is Richard getting laid in the, in the meantime? Him and Eloise back in the day, young, young Eloise. He's a handsome guy. He is very um, handsome guy. There, there aren't many handsome guys in the others. So. I, I reckon if we were to rank the handsome guys of Lost, he'd be in the top ten. Good looking rooster. Yeah. Where's Eyeliner at it, all? Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's go then back to the. Uh, I, I mean, oh, so this far, sweet. Ah, uh, I don't know. Is it? Uh, yeah, so, you unromantic bastard. Oh. It's not romance that I hate. I hate ghosts and like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind romance, but I just hate ghosts. I just so he he's finally got back to the cross, and it's quite emotional. And I love this scene where he's like, "All right, I've changed my mind. Are you there?" Uh, and we do get like a, a brief, like sinister Gummy Joe looking from di- the distance scene, which yeah, is quite do you funny. Think, do you think Gummy Joe's just kind of like, oh, Richard's changed his mind? Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like it's a bit that. Late, though, though, isn't it? Like, Jacob's uh, dead. So, what does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, old Hurley's been following Richard. Like, Jack, I guess, just gave up on Hurley. Has Hurley been running? It was very uncharacteristic of Hurley to run through the night chasing Richard. Fat shaming. Um, 
Uh, just uncharacteristic. We've seven, six seasons. We've seen how he is. Uh, Fat. Yeah. It says Richard. <laughs> it says Richard is amazed that Hurley is there and angrily <laughs> pushes him away, reminding him that Hurley doesn't know anything. Uh, Sounds a bit like Roger Moore then. Hurley doesn't know anything. <laughs> and Hurley tells Richard to calm down. Richard's yelling. And uh, if if you were not around or were not watching TV in 2010, you wouldn't get this. But they literally did. A, this was Ghost Whisperer. This is, you remember Jennifer Love Hewitt. Every episode would end with your loved one is standing right next to you. Tell them that I love them. He loves you. Okay, he's ready to move on now. I remember watching this and saying to my stepmom as I was watching it, oh, my God, they've done Ghost Whisperer. Like, I'm pretty sure. When did Ghost Whisperer end? I think it was still oh, on. Oh, hang on a minute. I know that automatically. Like, I always get that confused with the medium, the Patricia Arquette one. Like, weren't they the same show? One of them went on to win an Oscar. One of them got fat. Like, I can't remember the difference. This is how it ended every episode. Jennifer Love Hewitt standing there while they... While the loved one is there going, is my wife here? Oh, tell them that I love them. And then you see the ghost there, like, standing really right next to them. I wish people could see like, Noah's impersonation then. Quite good. I've, ghost whisperer. I've been waiting 12 years to reenact Ghost Whisperer. Yes, it's emotional. Yes, it's like an end conclusion to this storyline. I don't know. I almost would have rather it was Miles here. Uh, I don't... I've said in the past i don't like how hurley could randomly see ghosts halfway through the show uh and yes it's emotional but did we even do we need this scene do we need ghost whisperer i think we do because i like the the closure that richard gets with with isabella i like it because i'm a romantic so i appreciate that and I have to say I never watched any of Ghost Whisperer or Medium because I I don't like those I type of shows. So I never saw the moments of those. So to me, this is new. Maybe I need to go back and watch Ghost Whisperer and Medium. Um, oh, God, it's just the worst show ever, Ghost Whisperer. Um, it ended in 2010, <laughs> by the way, so not long after long. Like, what was the biggest finale of 2010, Ghost Whisperer or Lost? Oh, my God, it was on for five seasons. Well... That's nearly as it was a was it an ABC show? Where, what network CBS. was Ghost Whisperer? Oh well, that explains Cancel. a lot. Then. <laughs> oh, it used to scare me when it first started in two thousand five. Why don't you like Ghost? Is it just the cheesiness of Ghost, or are they scary? Do you believe like do you, like do you like Poltergeist or like the movie Ghost with Demi Moore? You're about and, to ask me, do I believe in? Do you really think I believe in Ghost? I don't think I don't, you believe in Ghost, but like it's just like, Ghostbusters. Not a fan. Oh, I like Ghostbusters because they're not standing there at the end with the ghosts. Michelin oh. man. Anti-ghost. I am anti-ghost. Fuck ghosts. <laughs> I interviewed somebody Move who claimed they, they claimed they fucked a ghost once. That was a funny interview. Move on. You had your turn. Ghosts or aliens? <laughs> For fucking? <laughs> Yes. Would you rather fuck E.T. or Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze. Well, who wouldn't? That man's a... Ah, I never got the big... We've talked enough about him over the years. I never got the big deal with him, but sure. Not over E.T.? Well, I mean, not E.T. specifically. Well, the movie E.T. over Patrick Swayze, but not fucking E.T. That's a bit freaky. 
I watched some porn once where it was like E.T. fucking a woman. It was weird. No. <laughs> um, Not I that don't I know watch porn. It was forced upon me. I was what being what is the question? Ghosts or aliens? But like, do you believe, like, the- okay, do you believe, you don't believe in ghosts, you believe in aliens? Yes, but like not little green men, but but like you would believe in life outside of Earth. I believe it's possible. Yes, okay. I don't believe in. And why? Why are there no naked ghosts? Why are they always clothed? (laughs) And why are there no animal ghosts? Where are the animal ghosts? There are animal ghosts. It's always always spooky gentlemen from eighteen (laughs) eighty four. Anti-ghost sentiment that we've realised on the old network, right? Don't listen to us if you're a ghost. Clearly, oh, any ghost listening? Fuck off! (laughs) I'm very (laughs) anti-ghost. So if James Bond twenty six is James Bond versus ghosts, yeah. Oh, oh my God! Don't get started. What about okay? Like I'm, I'm, I'm just reiterating this. I don't believe in ghosts either. But right now. You hear this knock, knock, knock on the door. Ghost Roger Moore. Hello, Noah. You said you don't believe in ghosts. Well, let's have a chat. Like, what would you do? What are you doing here, Roger Moore? (laughs) It's your beloved Roger Moore. You love him. Why are there no ghosts from 2021 or 2022? They're all old. And why are there no dog ghosts? I want to pat my dog again. (laughs) (laughs) Why why are they knocking? Oh, they're always knocking. <laughs> they can go through walls, can't they? Why are they knocking? Well, they're polite, all right? Just because you die doesn't mean you lose your manners. Oh, I'm dead. All right, well, I'm a cunt now. All right, sure, that makes sense. <laughs> no, none of the ghosts are wearing the funeral clothes, so... <laughs> They're, they're all in their best clothes that they were. I watched Star Wars. I saw Anakin go from being an old man to a young man. Like, I mean, it happens. George Lucas just alters them. It's just it's nonsense. <laughs> just, Anti-ghost. I've never, I've never seen Noah so passionate about, like, something. Like, anti-ghost Noah Groves. Very anti. Can you put that on like your Tinder bio or like your Instagram profile? Just like Noah Groves. I don't know how old you are. What are you like? Twenty-seven now. Anti ghost. If I mean, I don't. I have low standards. Could never date someone that you're on the old network. Never date. So you can meet the girl of your dreams. She's like just gorgeous. She's, I don't even know who your number one celebrity is anymore, but like she's that hot. She's everything ticks all the boxes. Would have sex with you, all that fun things that you're missing out on in life. But then as soon as you're like, clothes are off, boobs are out, you're seeing your first pair of boobs, you're about to get laid. She's like, oh, one more thing. Um, There's a ghost in the room. Oh, no, you're pro-ghost. Put your clothes on, bugger off. Out. <laughs> See, I'm Ow. not that picky. I'm picky, but I'm not that picky. It's my one standard. <laughs> Seriously, track down the interview I did back in the brink where there was this woman who claimed, like a D-list actress, uh, who claimed she was fucked by a ghost. Is that rape? She wishes. Like, how do you consent um, to a ghost having sex with you? Well, I mean, if Roger Moore walked in and said, hello, how are you? I, I'm talking to the ghost. But I that's not consent. Like, I don't know how oh, you no, have sex it, with people. Saying hello, how are you doesn't consent you to sex. No, but the ghost may have asked. <laughs> hello, Noah. How are you? Good, Roger. How are you? Good. Would you like to have sex with me? <laughs> okay. Sorry, I would, but I'm anti-ghost. 
Would you have had sex with Roger Moore when he was alive? Mm, maybe pre James Bond Roger Moore. What about like live and let old. die Roger Moore? Yeah, maybe that's about the cutoff. Yeah, I, 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 I've never been with a man. I wouldn't mind my first man yeah. to be Roger Moore. Dashing, he's dashing. He'd, he'd be a passionate lover, Roger. Uh yeah, it's my one standard. If you believe it, and the people, uh, the orbs, they're, they're orbs in the pictures. Look at the pictures. There's all. Oh my god, it's a freaking light. Piss off. I um, I will say, and, you know, many people believe in orbs and ghosts. So someone listening probably believes, and my... in that, I'm telling you, it's a load of bullshit. And if you <laughs> have a problem with that, tune out. My sister is very into that stuff. No, and... she's into the orbs. <laughs> she very right into the orbs. My oh, mum used to love it. She's all positive. Yeah. yeah, very all positive. So my um, I remember one time one of my friends came over uh, and my my mum did a seance with him. What? Yeah. Like a Ouija board thing. Oh, with your friend? Yeah. Like I was just in my room playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I think <laughs> I can't even remember. My friend used to come over and hang out with my mum. Like I was like, all right, well, <laughs> That's why I don't have friends. Do <laughs> they were like, that's like a Ouija board thing. I don't know if this is answering everything or creating more questions. But um. back, back, okay, like hilarious. We're we're great. Probably make the best of. But like, I okay, this scene. I see what you're saying. It's cheesy, but I like it just because I think Richard needs some closure. I think it's a nice little moment where he gets some level of closure. And it's just sweet. The, the only thing that I don't understand is does he actually see her at the end? Because, like, Curly stops translating. Like, Curly stops telling him. So is it meant to be implied when he closes his eyes he can hear her? But that's that's what I was wondering as well. Like, it doesn't seem like he can actually see her. So were they just standing there in silence for about 30 seconds? Um but the, the other thing, I've seen this episode maybe 10 times. This is the first time I'm wondering, at the end, we'd never hear Isabella say that, but what does Hurley say? He's like, you've got to go and kill the man in black or you've got to stop him by any means. But we never hear Isabella say that. And for the first time ever watching this episode, I'm starting to think, did she actually say that? Or is that Hurley doing his first like act as like, being a leader and actually kind of convincing Richard, who's gone all loopy, <laughs> no, we need your help. Like, I've never thought of it, but I'm thinking we don't see Isabel say that. So maybe that was Hurley. That's a good point. I haven't thought about that either. Uh, I'm giving my, Hurley too much credit. My Well, <laughs> it's kind of one of these things where, like, sometimes you know somebody's saying or telling somebody something and you don't see it for dramatic effect. So, like, it's going to lose that dramatic effect if Hurley you hear her say it, you know what I mean? Um, so maybe that's where it is. Um, can I just point out, Nesta Carbonell is amazing in this scene, like no matter whether you like this scene or not. Like even just the mm, way he's, he's like acting like, you know, with the actress right in front of him and he's just kind of like staring off into oblivion. And also one thing I want to point out about this episode, visually amazing, like the the use of like the mm. local, you said that before, like obviously when we're in the Canary Islands, but here like uh, when we're about to get the man in black and Jacob, but like earlier when we had... Richard on the beach with Jacob and like the waves in the background and like the big long shots of Hawaii. Like it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nesta does a great job. And Jorge does pretty good too. Isabella, yeah, and she's fine. Isabella does a good job. 
Or a ghost. He's a <laughs> fuck ghosts. Would you fuck her ghost? No, I'm anti ghost. <laughs> Even if like a hot ghost came to you and propositioned yeah, you. I, this is how strong I feel like about Marilyn it. Marilyn Monroe. Down. Peak Marilyn I, Monroe. No, sorry, Marilyn. Mary Magdalene. Oh, well, you didn't say that Mary Magdalene was going to be a part of it. I'll take that I mean, I just, I was trying to think of hot women through history. (laughs) Very much like. She's a mother of Jesus. I'm assuming she's attractive. Like, I mean, have you seen Jesus? We finally know your type. (laughs) Jesus is hot. So is his mum. Is she? I don't she think she's a bit of a bicycle. Clearly, she. Oh yeah, I don't know who the father is. Oh, you know, immaculate conception. Shut Magdalene. up, Mary Magdalene. Is she the same? I thought she was a different Mary. I thought there was two Mary. I don't know Jesus stuff. Like, I mean, <laughs> um, no, she's different to Mother Mary. Are you thinking of Mary? What? Mother Mary? No, Ma- Mary Magdalene is not. The, Isn't Mary, Mary Magdalene the mother of Jesus? Uh, no, she brought the body of Jesus to something. No, she's, oh. she, it's a different Mary. God's sakes, it's so confusing. For God's like, I t- can we just stick to one fictional story this week? And that is this episode. Thank you. But we can do a recap of the 2018 movie, Mary Magdalene. Well, I'm seeing this here, actually. Screenshots, like, is that Joaquin Phoenix macking it on with Mary Magdalene? <laughs> See, he did it. <laughs> wow, he did it. Yes, exactly. Mary Magdalene. What's this movie? I feel like we missed out. Joaquin um, Phoenix fucks Mary Magdalene. But, uh, yeah, that, that's Who played Mary Magdalene? Bible stuff. Rooney Mara. She is famous. Oh, Rooney Mara. I like Rooney Mara. That's, um, um, what's her face, isn't it? Um, oh, no, I'm thinking of a different person. She she had sex with Daniel Craig and the girl. Was she the one in the girl with the dragon tattoo? Fucking yeah. Daniel Craig. To answer Social your question, network. no, I would not have sex with the ghost of Barry Magdalene. Um, <laughs> but let's get let's get this done. Uh, final scene. I remember watching this scene the first time, seeing this episode and thinking like getting real hyped for the the rest of the season. I'm like, oh my god, shit's gonna go down. But like, it's such a packed episode that we have a scene where the man in black there is Jacob shows up. Uh, and they talk about Richard and um, and that uh, Jacob says that when the man in black is, as long as he's alive, he's not going to let the man in black leave. And that's why he's always going to try and kill Jacob. So this is just setting up pretty much everything. Uh, and then he, he gives the, the bottle of wine that he was showing to Richard. And what does he say? It's like something to pass the time with. Uh, and Jacob says, oh, I'll see you around. And then the man in black, after Jacob gone, says, sooner than you think. And then dramatic smash of the wine. It's, it's a pretty pretty good ending. Um, I'm glad we didn't end on like a cliffhanger, cliffhanger. It's still a cliffhanger, mm. but it's sort of like a setting up the rest of the season. It, it's a great little scene. And you were talking about things looking great like that. Cliff there standing on looks amazing. What do you think they do? When they're like after this scene, I'll see you later. Okay, sooner than you think. And he just sits there and he goes, "All right, back to my tapestry." Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, go practice throwing people as the smoke monster. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be the smoke monster. At least you can fly around. Do you think he does laps? Do you think he's like, "Oh, I beat my time"? Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a good scene and, like, um, I'm with you. It sets things up. And I, like, it's interesting when you said about how it would have been nicer to have this episode, like, earlier. I always think this episode is a lot later in this season anyway. Like, I always feel like, oh, we've only got, like, four episodes to go now. Like, what have we got still? Like, eight, nine, ten episodes to go still? So, um, yeah. I'm like, what happens between this now and across the sea in the end? <laughs> like, well, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I can't remember anything. <laughs> Uh, so let's uh, get into some. Oh, sorry. Let's get into some trivia. Um, just quickly, Aberturno means from eternity in Latin. Um, I could have told and you it's that. The last title to be in Latin, um, as opposed to all the other ones. What other ones we have in Latin? Do Doses Machina or whatever it's called. Yeah, and Tabula Rasa. Oh. Uh, this is the first time that he's referred to as the man in black. Interesting. Um, the beginning of the episode with Richard trying to get the medicine for his wife is a direct reference to the Heinz dilemma. What is the Heinz dilemma? Is that like a baked beans? When you yeah, you got to decide between if you want Heinz baked beans or Cole's home brand. Home um, I opened Heinz dilemma. I'm not even getting into that. Are you um, a baked beans fan? No, never have been. I always would I, find, like... I would me. eat it. Yeah. I would eat it. It's kind of as a kid, but every I now and then, when your parents were lazy, I'll oh, bake beans on toast, that'll be dinner. <laughs> yeah, but I preferred a skeddy on toast. Me too! I always liked tin spaghetti With more. Cheese. It was, oh, yes, yum. Because there was always just something weird about eating little beans. Like, they were just like, mm. what I mean, this? I would eat them. I'm, I'm not, like, anti-bean. Did you have the baked bean <laughs> jaffle over the campfire? Yeah, but again, skeddy, I would just have. I'm I'm with you. I'm too scared. This is the Heinz dilemma. This is the first time you and I have ever agreed on food choices. Well done. Surprisingly, <laughs> oh, yeah. big oh, spaghetti, tin spaghetti. That's the Ben Waterworth answer of canned food. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Richard was chained in the hole for at least five days. Uh, a scene is shown carving lines, but was deleted. The Lost Encyclopedia states it's one week. Nesta said on the Geronimo Jacks podcast that the production crew agreed on a time of about four weeks before Richard was freed. You'd have to be eating um, the dead bodies at that point. Like four weeks without water, yeah. he couldn't even reach it. He wouldn't last that long. Uh, Henry's Ian Cusick's been missing for eight episodes, beating Harold Perrineau's streak. Um, and it, it's an extended episode. So, yeah. Um, questions and answers. Were, well, we've actually got Quite a few answers. Can, so we can have... I just sorry, just before we get to that, just my trivia thing, can I just quickly mention I am very disappointed that Nessa Carbonell doesn't even get nominated for a guest appearance in a drama series for this because I think I mean I don't even know if he'd be guest or supporting. He's not a supporting actor, he's not on the main cast, is he? Is he on the main cast? I think in season six he was credited as a main cast. Okay, well, I was going to say, like, he needs to be... Okay, well, in that case, if he's supporting actor, so who got nominated that year? Uh, well, Aaron Paul wins it for Breaking Bad, but Andre Brower for Men of a Certain Age, Michael Emerson for Lost, valid. Yeah. Terry O'Quinn, Lost, valid. Uh, Martin Short for Damages, yeah. I remember him in that. He was pretty good in that. And John Slattery in Mad Men. But if you're going for guest actor, John Lisko won it that year for Dexter, valid. Great in that. Yeah. Uh, but other nominees this year were Dylan Baker for The Good Wife, Bo Bridges, bring back Bo Bridges uh, for The Closer, 
Alan coming all over your face for the good wife. Uh, Ted dancing with wolves for damages. Valid. Great in that. Ah, oh, sad. At the time of recording this, recently passed away. Gregory Itson as Charles Logan on 24. Do you hear that? President Logan from 24 died in the last week or two. Um, and no. Robert Morse on Mad Men. So, I mean, surely a nomination for this episode. He's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, tough year, 2010. Yeah, bloody hell. I mean, Dylan Baker, he was robbed in The Good Wife. Jesus. Also, uh, Medium, for those playing at home, ran from 2005 to 2011 because it got cancelled by NBC in 2009. But CBS, rival network, with Ghost Medium. They brought it back for two seasons. So poor old Ghost Whisperer got shafted while Medium got an extra season. Bastards. They're probably going to bring back both of them eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, well, Jennifer Love, um, you've got 911. Anyway, yeah, sorry, questions. We've got tons here, don't we? Any questions so, first before we get to the answers? Um, What is the wine? <laughs> Does that know? I think it's just wine. <laughs> I always um, thought that was what... Because doesn't Jack drink it and then Hurley drinks he, it? He like, drinks water. It's not wine. Well, oh, Jesus wouldn't know the difference. So no questions? Um, I don't think so. Okay. All right. So, okay. Let's scroll through this. So, two episodes ago, we had How Does Richard Know the Black Rock? Well, we can get rid of that. Uh, why Can't Richard Kill Himself? We can get rid of both of those. So, yeah. let's just... Uh, I mean, well, I mean, technically, yeah, no, we can get rid of that. We don't know why he can't kill himself. We just know he's immortal. Um. Hang on a minute. I'm trying to find the right thing to strike through here, Ben. Just uh, keep up uh, great uh, tension here. Okay. Uh, who is David's mother? Who is coming to the island? Blonde boy, son, Jen. Names of the ceiling. Why are the names on the ceiling the candidates? Do we answer that? Uh, kind of answer at the beginning of this episode in a weird way. What, what is the question? The question is, why are the names on the ceiling the candidates? We kind of get an answer at the beginning of this episode when she says, like, the candidates Jacob brings to the island. You're a candidate, you're a candidate. No? Yeah, I don't even get what that question means. I think it was the episode where we see the names on the ceiling. Well, the I know the episode, but I don't get what that question means. Well, shall we cross it out then? <laughs> um, uh, although it does say, why is Kate's name crossed off? I guess we haven't really gotten that answer. Whatever, I'm crossing yeah. it off. Um, uh, why is zombie side a thing? What is the temple? Do we ever get an answer to what the temple is? We did, didn't we? It was like to protect them from the smoke monster. Yeah. So we didn't get We're not going to go through all six seasons, are we? Come on. Um, Black Rock, Richard Yeah, well, I'm trying to um, get there if you calm statue. down. Uh, I'm trying to find there. Um, candidate. What is a candidate? We can get rid of that. Because uh, there was the answer around here somewhere. Why can't the man in black kill Jacob? We don't know that. Who stole Noah's stapler and scissors? Oh, don't. Uh. <laughs> Still a source. Someone spot. gave. No, since then my scissors got stolen again. But I, I'll, I'll get into it next week. But how? Someone was kind enough to give me a new pair. Oh, good job. We've answered this one, haven't we? How did Locke come back to life on the island? We can get rid of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why is my parakeet eating my diarrhea? Where is the Black Rock? It would be season one. Ah, here we go. Now, season three, episode 20. What is the deal with Richard not aging? We can officially get yeah, rid of that one. Cut that off. 
Because I knew there was a few here. I knew there was tons in it. That's why I'm going through these. There's a lot of ones here in Season 3 with no questions. Um, what is the deal with Rune 23? Did we answer that? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purple Sky, we didn't answer. Why does the Asian man use different names? We didn't answer that. Uh, it be season one, episode yeah, I'm getting there. Calm down. I'm just, where did the food palette come from? We've answered that one, haven't we? No, not yet. Okay, whatever. Uh, hylogryphic, hylog- I can't say that word. Uh, we've answered a lot of questions. Uh, here we go. How did the Black Rock get into the jungle? Cross you out. And anything to do with that? What is the deal with the numbers? We answered that. Mm, not really. We'll come back to the, some of these. We'll come back to in the last episode. Okay. Where is Christian's body? Where is the pole? Okay. Right. Cool. Done. Sweet. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah. Probably the most answers in any episode, really. Um, yeah. And I think I know what you're going to do with this episode. Just said it. Bye. Um, I. I'm ranking this. Uh, where did you, do you remember? Like, I know you haven't got your, I don't know if you found your rankings or not, but did you have this very high? I don't think it was top 10, but it was top 15 or 20, I think. Maybe it was top 10 at the time. Well, according to uh, the Hollywood Reporter, they have it at 14th. They say the apparently ageless Richard Alpert finally steps into the spotlight with little time left on the lost clock, delivering a performance that almost is as romantic as Henry and Cusick in season four is a constant. It is just above the brig and just below the variable. Um, I have this and the highest episode so far in this season is uh, the first part of LAX. I have that at 14th. I have this at sixth. I have this just below pilot part one. Uh, I love this episode. I like it's one of these ones that I can always remember. Like this is the thing I think I'll look at my top ten. And I can look at my top ten and go, I remember all those episodes. Where some of them, I get to a point and I'm like, what happened in that one? What happened in that one? And then you'll say a thing, oh, okay, okay, I remember that. Whereas like I know this episode. I'm like the Richard episode. I love this episode, and I just think it's so good. Uh, it's so memorable. It sets us on a cool path, and I love it. And I love Nesta Carter. I stand by the fact that this is maybe in the top five individual acting performances in all of Lost. It's brilliant. It's so good. I love the romance of it. I love this mystery around it. I think it's great. And I don't, like, yeah, you make good points about do we need the out-of-flashback stuff, but it works. And even the stuff at the beginning that doesn't work, you just forget about it and you move on. That's great. I love it. Um, And it's above walkabout now, by the way. I'm sure you're going to hate me for that. But, um, yeah, six. Yeah, I'm buying it too, obviously. It's it's one of the all-time classics and probably the only classic in season six. And there's some episodes towards the end that I love in season six, but I would say this is probably the only one that's considered a classic. I um, There's one, like, I like the finale. I don't know if it's a top 10 for me. I like Across the Sea. You know, I don't know if I'm going to have it in the top 10, but I can't remember the other ones enough to know. But instead, I'm just looking at my top 10. I now have episodes from season one, two, three, four, and six in the top ten. By putting this in the top ten, I knock out the only season five episode in the top ten, The Incident Part the incident. Two. So poor old season five is not represented in the top ten. I would maybe put this in the top ten, but I would say maybe it's somewhere between 11 to 15 for me. Like it's still obviously one of the best, but... Uh, but it really has it all. Like, finally, we, we got some answers and Richard's performance. I think Jacob and the Man in Black, it's mysterious. 
it's got the romance like uh it's such a great origin story and such a welcome to have a flashback again so great episode finally season six delivers after like a few weeks of some less than stellar episodes um and speaking of less than stellar episodes <laughs> next week is the package no. um Mm, it's the sexy. end for Jin and Sun, the last Jin and Sun episode. Uh, maybe to jog your memory, Sun forgets how to speak English for some uh, reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we were on such a high note with Abiturno. I am such a Debbie Downer, but yeah, I'm not overly looking forward to the package. I mean, you mentioned that about her forgetting English. I can remember that happening. <laughs> can I remember anything else that happens in this episode? No, I'm just reading um, the Hollywood Reporter ranking this at 103, saying the first son and Jin joint on the list. This one from the final season, the man in black chases son and makes her forget English. Meanwhile, Jin does something. A fairly forgettable hour that gets docked a few points due to its late placement in the series. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember this enough to know what happens. Yeah, well, the package is coming next. We're really getting there. That next week is episode 10 out of 17. So we're really in the home stretch now. Uh, I'd say the second half of season six, definitely much better, though. So uh, there's some good stuff to come. We've just got to get over a bit of a hump with the package, and everyone loves Hugo. But then for the rest of it, we're in a pretty good, pretty good run. Um, so yeah, that's. Maybe the last classic episode of Lost. There's still some great ones, like The End, What They Die For, Candidate, are all good episodes Across and a state. lot of fun stuff. But I think we're probably done with the last classic episode of Lost. Um, so we're really nearing the end. Um, so, yeah, uh, let us know how you would be executed and what you <laughs> thought about uh, Abiturno. And what you think uh, about ghosts. Are you pro-ghost, anti-ghost? Would you fuck a ghost? <laughs> My <laughs> name's Noah. Silence. No, I was like, yeah. <laughs> My name's Noah, and I'm off to Shag Mary Magdalene. <laughs> and my name is Ben. And to any ghost listening, ooh. thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.
Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs) 